There's a lot going on in, t- in today's... <laughs> really thirsty. Yeah, no, it's it's good times had by all. Um, this is Are You Movie Mad? I am Andrew Jones, a cinephile. I'm Johnny Ellis, I'm Movie Mad. And uh, this is a rarity because uh, we're out of the house, we're away from the radiator, Jim Broadbent's not living upstairs for the brief time of <laughs> our lives. No, I'm not Jim Broadbent lives upstairs. As, 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 <laughs> as the in. voice that mysteriously just said may not understand the continuity of the show, it's fine. <laughs> this is a very special bonus episode. We've got a normal human person here. Please welcome everybody, Mark Price, the director of Night Shooters. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> Hello. I was thinking, oh, are people clapping? Oh, no. It's just, well, it's just us. It's I was going to clap, but then I had the microphone in my hand. So. I'm holding it like, I, I'm worried that you're not going to hear me, so I'm holding the microphone. So I'm sorry. Well, you like, can speak like this and everyone will hear you. I was, I was, I was, oh, I'm worried with the echo. Everything is fine. Echo. Um, I feel like, you know, the old timey race, like, okay, we're going, re- this is a visual. Here we go. We're going down to the <laughs> north, going over the first, and we're going over, and oh, no, there was a horrible calamity, and everyone. Is dead. We have to shift the horse. Let's move on, dear. Let's move on. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm bringing visual comedy to, uh, <laughs> to an audio <laughs> medium. He is a director. <laughs> there we go. This so we're, good. Yeah, we're Mark okay. Price here to talk about Night Shooters, which is showing in Leeds at the Leeds International Film Festival, November yes. 9th, 8:15. That's, <laughs> That's, right. That's great. Do you know what? I should have written that down, so I've got it too. I've written it down because I'm not, just, I'm not stupid, and I don't want to put things on airplane mode either because I, I get scared of beep, 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 beep. So. Oh, I've, yeah, I've got this on airplane mode. Good, good. We're professionals. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm well, he's it. professional. Thank you. Yeah, so Night Shooters, which is a uh, a new action explosive comedy. I would say comedy. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, there's, a, there's so it. many laughs in it. It, it yeah. skirts the board. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm good at the jokes part, but uh, I, I like offsetting the tension and the. Oh yeah, no, that's <laughs> with some, with some I, I would say the new Halloween is a horror comedy. There's a lot of jokes in that as well. So let's. let's uh, I haven't seen it. Yet. And I would also say, you know, what uh, Twelve Years a Slave was a uh, drama comedy, a comedy <laughs> drama. <laughs> I don't understand comedy. That's what I'm saying here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, I, I hope, well, yeah, maybe I don't either. So we'll find out when people watch the film. And go, this isn't funny at all. It's I'm just <laughs> picturing you in the screening of Twelve Years a Slave now, just laughing away. Oh, I'm Max <laughs> Cady in this thing. I've got a cigar, I've got a feet up, <laughs> slapping you. I get it. <laughs> That's a joke about slavery. Just, <laughs> welcome just to the show, folks. Hey, we're promoting your film. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, you know, I just realised. Wrong. <laughs> yeah, we're terrible people straight off the bat. Well, at least that, you know, whoever's left. <laughs> Speaking of terrible people, do you want to talk about your film briefly? Just give um, us an overview. Okay, yeah, well, uh, okay, the, I've, tr- I've tried to find a nice quick way to summarise it. and uh, the, the, You I, can take a whole hour if you want to. <laughs> oh, I'll be good. I'll be good. I won't bore people too much. Um, I've made a whole movie to do that. <laughs> um, uh, Night Shoes is about a film crew who. Uh, have broken into a building to film pickups for their low-budget zombie movie, and they accidentally witness a brutal gangland murder right. in the building opposite, uh, and have to use their filmmaking skills as weapons to survive. <laughs> so the sound guys laying radio mics uh, all over the place so they can hear where the bad guys are coming. The special effects lady is uh, using squibs and explosives very dangerously the stunt guy is a martial artist um, so yeah there's, there's you know fun stuff <laughs> 
I'm really pleased with uh, a tear moment that the runner gets to use, <laughs> which gets one of my favourite reactions of the whole movie. Um, so yeah, that's quite fun. Did it all come from influences of you being on set and looking at people going, well, if I was stuck in an apocalypse or something? Uh, it's, it's more... Um, it's, it's more... God, I'm trying to think of the best way to say it. It's more the, the horror stories that other filmmaker friends have had. I've been quite fortunate. I mean, the, the guys that I work with are lovely. Um, so Good, you're being recorded. Oh yeah, oh, I'm, I'm fucking. I'd say. You, you, <laughs> I said fuck. We're all right with swearing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, that's what you said. We were yeah. a, a, cunt, a cunt friendly. We're cunt friendly. <laughs> As in, we can say cunt, which yeah. is handy. Ladies, ladies are not welcome. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah. So I've got yeah, lots of foul language in my movie, so it's true. <laughs> <laughs> you um, you said that uh, it's about people breaking into a building to film. Yeah. Did you make it more realistic by breaking into the building you filmed in? N- n- we didn't break in. We had permission to be there. But the building was rigged for demolition. <laughs> so when we went in there to make a movie about a bunch of guys where it's very dangerous that they're in a building rigged for demolition, our building was actually set to be demolished in the third week of our production. Um, <laughs> but it wasn't uh, rigged at the point where you started. But not rigged in the same way as uh, it was no explosions. Yeah. Uh, this, was, yeah. Uh, wreck, this was wrecking ball stuff. Oh, Because oh, okay. yeah. there was a part where they see the explosions all on the wall. I thought maybe you kind of walked in, ah, oh, don't even need to dress this up. It's you, fine. It's you all know done. No, no, no. That, that was us. And uh, because I, and as I was putting those... In, those posters up I was like who the fuck would put posters advertising in their own demolition company in a building that's gonna be demolished there's no one in there. <laughs> but you know it says something about the character I guess <laughs> so how was it actually shooting at night for the majority of the time right um, yeah, it was a whole. I think uh, there were only a couple of days we did that weren't nights, and those are funny enough. Those are the hardest uh, because those are the ones where we, you know, we, we were coming off nights. Oh, so you so I, I I remember sort of saying to Michelle Parkin, my producer, and Alex Shipman, my script supervisor, mm-hmm. and sort of my my brain doing this during this whole sort of process. I was like, guys, I can't drive everyone today, so you guys need to do that. I just I'm to concentrate on what we're shooting and just make sure we get that. And and that was when we were shooting all the. Um, the scenes that take place in the air vent yeah um which i think qualifies as a set because it was built for us to put cameras in and it was just it was my favorite thing ever it was just so it, it looked i was watching oh, fuck, this looks like a real movie <laughs> this, is, this is great and um yeah we, we resisted the die hard shot yeah i yeah. was gonna say yeah. i got die hard vibes on as soon as i saw the vent i was like oh. They're gonna do the same thing everyone else does when they get in the vent. Oh, we all did that. Yeah, no, you just, <laughs> you just didn't record it. Yeah, we just, yeah. just put it in the But um, no, it's so much fun making the movie. I think, in fact, the when we were shooting it, because I used to work nights when I was younger, and I remember going, "Oh, this is okay. You, your body adjusts. It's fine." Yeah. So I, I prepped everyone. Said, hey, it's gonna be fine. We, we we'll get through this. I think on the third night. I turned to um, my uh, special effects and atmospherics guru, yeah. uh, and I, it was also my girlfriend, and I just said, uh, I fucked up. I don't want to fight. I fucked up big time. I can't fucking do this. This is insane. I'm fucking dying. I can't do this for another two weeks. Okay, everyone, let's go. Okay. <laughs> and then most when we went and shot the first uh, sort of action sequence where, you know, Donnie takes on all the goons and Donnie. the rest of them are fighting in that little corridor section. Um, yeah, so it was that was <laughs> that was a tough. I, I I remember the commentary for Ghost Town, the Ricky Gervais. Oh yeah, film. yeah. On the thing, he's talking to the director, saying, "I'm so glad I did this film 
before I shot my film because I hated night shoots. I just read them out of my script entirely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's words to live by, I think, if anyone's been on a Do you know what? It was, night. <laughs> the, the night thing, it was... Like, because it wasn't, it wasn't just to be like some some douchebag director trying to make everyone feel what it was like to work. You weren't doing the Revenant. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't the case of that. It was more um, the the the. It was a very loud area. Right. So if we were shooting, we would never have made it. We would never have sounded as isolated as, as it would have. Mm. Um, yeah, it just would have been far too impractical. And of course, all those windows that we had to tape up, which we did do on the days. We were in, where we were in during days, and that in itself was a huge ordeal. So to switch locations, just would have, it just would have been very impractical. But at night, we just go, okay, let's go over there now. We're going to shoot this next bit over there. And in some cases, I think we're, in one case, we um, time was short. So I said, look, we're done on this room. We're wrapped in this room. If we smash down that wall, move a light, it'll look like a totally different room if you put the camera over here. So we just did that. And that saved us <laughs> about 40 minutes. It was, it was amazing how much a really tired crew found the energy to kick down a couple of walls. Because <laughs> we had no sledgehammers. It was all kicking down walls. It was, I was like, oh, you know, just be careful. <laughs> careful, careful now. <laughs> and we used uh, Nicky Evans' his character had a boom pole, which is mine. And I was using that just like to wreck this like <laughs> big sheet of glass and I'm going to smash this and, and it wouldn't because it was causing reflections I remember right. uh, Tom Barker I said the topic of those reflections are a nightmare so well, I'll just crack them so you have that spider web shit all over it and, and, and Tom's like oh can I do it <laughs> <laughs> so we all took turns like smashing this boom pole against uh, yeah against, it was a lot of fun making that movie I don't know if we got time to do that we had uh, an armor down so we had some blanks for a couple yeah. of scenes of Michelle Barker it's like you can't shoot any of this stuff right and I went okay well so we sent a runner on side said can you do me a favor and tell me if you hear the gunshot so we shot she shot one blank and they went um yeah, not, not, not too much to be honest the generator is making more noise went, okay guys so we all got in and we all started loading glocks with these blanks just start like firing them really <laughs> and we shot it all uh we put it all in on we, we shot it like super slow motion yeah just, like because it would be cool no place right in the film. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we got we got blanks, we got armor. You've got to use it. You have to do something. Yeah, You've got to do something to keep yourself awake during that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it definitely won't. If someone uh, sleeps on set, you just go out to them with a blank and right in their ears. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the because uh, uh, there was because uh, we had a really good time with uh, a lot of we had a lot of young people working on the film in like decent roles, not just not not doing not just runners, not just runners. Yeah. So uh, one of the uh, camera assistants. Um, who ended up doing a lot of visual effects in the film, okay. um, Ollie, he uh, he was filming me doing this thing with a Glock, and I was like, here we go, do, 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 do. and he was filming it, <laughs> and he jumped so high, and he said his, his, his ears were killing him for about a day after that, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry, Ollie, we're nowhere near it, but those things are loud. They can be. Yeah. Especially if it's, well, it's a pretty echoey environment, right? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we got a good relationship with our armorer as well, and uh, and I think he likes to fuck with me sometimes. We're putting like the the really loud, <laughs> <laughs> the Michael Mann ones. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> just suck the air out of the atmosphere. So loud. <laughs> and it was like, oh, <laughs> but yeah, it was really really good time making that movie. I absolutely loved it. And with the action, a lot of the mm. kung fu and the exciting stuff as well, shooting that, choreographing that. That was, yeah, because I think it, the, the fun with the, the action was, um, and again, there wasn't much time to rehearse that stuff. So, uh, I mean, we didn't really have a budget to do much. Um, yeah. So what JP would do is there was a, this, this gym that we had access to. And uh, so 
I would go there, we'd shoot the previs, so we'd have a rough idea of the angles. Yeah. And then I could f- familiarize myself with the camera moves and solve any problems or, or, or try and flag anything. And yeah, then we just went and, and you know, we just said, right, we're doing this shot now. And we tweet things as we go and you know, just little things in the fights we'd like to tweet because, you know, JP and me loved John Wick, so the action in John Wick at least. And, <laughs> and, we, we, <laughs> and what we thought was like, oh, look, if we do this, this, it'll be great. And he choreographed all this action where he shoots all these henchmen in the head. I'm like, dude, you can't kill them. You have your whole arc is like, you know, you, you, you accept the fact you must have to kill at some point. Like, you know, to, you know, and I was like, well, you don't fucking, you don't, don't, don't just shoot these guys in the head because they're going to have lines. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, they're people too. <laughs> so, uh, so that was, so that was really fun. And I remember him getting really, you got a bit irritated with me. He went, oh, you dreamed the choreography. I said, no, I didn't. So I was pointing this at his head. I slightly moved my hand to the right. I went, there you go, shoulder. <laughs> Done. We're fine. We're okay. But, um, but no, it was really good fun sort of working on that stuff. And the one that really impressed me the most uh, is, is the knife fight. There's a knife fight yeah. in the film. And um, those guys, because uh, Hong was in Manchester, he didn't get a chance to actually rehearse the fight with JP. Okay. I couldn't. Uh, I was doing something else, so I was able to get to the previous shoot. So it was basically JP just locked his camera up and said, this is kind of what we're going to do. Yeah. So I, I was not familiar with that fight it, it, to, to a, until we were shooting it. Yeah. And only when we were shooting it was I was doing all the stuff I was doing a previous. They were like, we'll go here and do this. This would be better. And if I can climb up here and get a top-down angle, that might be more interesting. Uh, things like that. And uh, But they, they never rehearsed. They, they did a little bit over Skype. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and then they came down and they just they just crushed it. It's, it's, it's Probably, I think it's my favourite fight. In the it's film. a really good sequence. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's lovely to watch that one play out with an audience as well. So, yeah. Oops. My mic was pointing down that whole time. <laughs> Shit. It, it, was, it was just thinking about all the possible henchmen that died. It was getting sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loud. Hopefully that was all right. will <laughs> yeah. be fine. Oh, shit. It's gone again. Oh, it's it's gone not again. me producing. I'll keep an eye on it. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to action, I mean, yeah, guns, knives, blood instruments. What's, what's your favourite kind of fight sequence? Hmm. It was interesting because for me, I wanted all of them to be um, different emotionally. Yeah. So uh, the f- so I think uh, the way we the way we figured it out was that each like the, the first sequence is the movie, so it's completely exaggerated, mental, f- fake nonsense, sure. and that's the one I like the least. I think <laughs> because my worry with that was um, I wanted something really big and exciting to to open the movie and something exaggerated so we could enjoy it and sort of set the tone. Even though this is the tone of the film within the film and not the actual film. Yeah. I wanted something that would be, you know, get us in the right sort of emotional space. Plus a few of the story points we were squeezing in there as well that come up later. Sure. Um, but uh, there was no emotional weight to that. That's just like a firework display of action. And I think... It's got, Yeah. And, and, we, and what was great about that was the sound guys, uh, because uh, Ben at Aquarium had really worked this amazing sound design and it changed everything so much. And I was like, oh, this is... This this feels great to me now, and then of course our first one is the fun action scene where versus all the goons. But then I wanted each action sequence then to change emotionally. So I mean there were great things like Adam Langston did a great piece of action score for the first fight with the goons. Hmm. But when JP then is fighting uh, Marcus and Hong, you know, more worthy opponents, yes. <laughs> uh, it's the same theme but it's playing a different. Uh, sort of there's a, a different vibe to it it's a different tone to it so it's it's almost um, more dangerous okay. and then Ben turned, changed the sound effects so they sounded like 
fucking rockets, <laughs> you know, and I, and I, and I love that. So that, that really elevated that action sequence. Yeah. And they sort of went on like that really with the sound and everything sort of grew and developed. And of course, by the end of the film, we have quite a lot of fun with sound effects and there's a bit where the, a, a door opens and you hear the familiar <laughs> sort of squeaky sound oh, yeah. that's like in, in libraries. <laughs> and I thought, well, look, as the more we get into the film and more it's a film about filmmaking, I thought it'd be fun to start bringing those sounds into it. Right. Um, not a single Wilhelm. They didn't. They didn't even try. To, yeah, they didn't try, and I was really impressed because yeah, Wilhelm's that's, great. That's so easy. That's yeah, it's 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 had. It's, it almost takes you out of the movie when it's going. Oh, I recognise the scream. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm more of the. What's that one called? The, yeah. <laughs> that one. Yeah. It's like a very primal yell. I would have loved that one. That was a great one. <laughs> but yeah, Does that makes sense. I was waffling a bit then, wasn't I? Sorry, guys. To me, this is good stuff. I don't know who's listening here, but you know, to me, this is all interesting. Shit, my mother might be listening. I've said cunt already. <laughs> again, this is terrible. Again, God, I, like that's the, that's the one word that I've managed to uh, not. Do you want say. me to edit a version where I just bleep out those words all kind of shrapnel? Missy Elliott style. <laughs> yeah, but oh, <laughs> the God. mother cut. Yeah, you do have fun use of the word cunt in the film, though. I, I, yeah, it's I mean, uh, it's first, is it its first use with uh, Richard Sandling's line. Is you know. Perfect. Uh, the coffee line. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I, Adam McNabb. Yeah, you yeah. said the coffee thing. Because um, <laughs> right, me and my girlfriend have a very... Um, we really take the piss out of each other. How lovely. <laughs> quite, quite a lot. And uh, um, I, 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 I guess if our self-esteem was low enough, we'd be gaslighting, but we're all right. <laughs> so it's, so it's oh. fine. <laughs> but, uh, but she gives me... Uh, she, she takes the piss out of me quite a lot in a very lovely way. And... Um, and I think she, she attempts to make me coffee in the morning sometimes, and it never goes well. And I think that that line actually came out of Jesus Christ. If being called a cunt had a flavor, it would taste like this cup of coffee right here. And she loved that. So, um, yeah, so she kept uh, sort of teasing me with, with bad cups of coffee. <laughs> but, um, but no, it was, and uh, of course, she's, uh, she's like a, a northern lady, and... Uh, <laughs> You know, so the word has lost a lot of its impact for me, as <laughs> she says it a lot in very funny ways. Um, so yeah, so I think we threw it into the film quite a lot, and a lot of it was um, just yeah. Some of it was improvised. Some of it I was surprised I'd written because uh, you know, this is the thing with me. I, I'll write this stuff, and then I'll uh, and then I'll, I'll I'll give the script to the to Alex Shipman. She'll go through the scenes with the actors, and the actors will sort of play with suggestions and. Right. Then I'll look at the scene when the cameras are set and we'll figure things out. I'll go, okay, we'll change this. We'll go back to this. Or you meant to say something else there. Um, and, and that's how we sort of go through it. And I think with... So, so I forget very quickly what I've written and what the actors have improved upon. So there are a couple of lines in there. And I was like, oh my God, I wrote that shit. <laughs> but that said, it's not that it's written in any way that's interesting or good. It's delivered brilliantly by the actors. Right, yeah. It's always the actors. Yeah, yeah, it's always. Yeah. And, and in the case of uh, We Make Cinema, You Cunt, which is yeah. my favourite one. <laughs> it's like the end of the trailer at some point. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. The end of the trailer. It's just <laughs> It's the bit where when my parents watch that trailer, I just got to go, <laughs> just cough over it so they uh, don't hear it. Because, yeah. <laughs> but uh, they're very supportive. And if you'd be saying, no, oh, God. <laughs> grounded or something when I go home for Christmas. Um, but uh, my... Um, with that line, uh, I what was written in the script was we make cinema. If there's any art form with dying for, this is it. And I was like, oh, that's a bit hokey. I, I don't really. I think I'm going to cut that. And Adam McNabb went, oh, do you want to try it? And I said, I don't know how that could sound good. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> and he said, um, and then Nikki Evans said, oh, why don't you like 
do it like that bit of Dead Man's Shoes where he says, what are you looking at? You, you cunt. <laughs> it's like, why didn't you just do it like that? You extremely cunt. And I thought, that's amazing. Let's try it. And I fucking laughed so hard. It took us about 10 minutes to get him to say that one bit. Like, and he, he, Adam was like, Mark, you can't be anywhere within my peripheral because I can see your shoulders bouncing. And, it's just, and, it, and I said, Adam, please, you're just going to get one. And he got that one. And I was like, that's it. Doesn't we great. And then, of course, the rest of the line falls in and... Uh, I, I, yeah, this, I think it's those moments where, because I'll never get to see the film as an audience. I'll never have that experience. Right. The closest I'll come is when we're making it, finding those surprises, finding yeah. those those lovely moments. So that to me, like, that's why I think I love those those moments uh, in, in the films, like finding a way to make them work and, and put them in the film in a way that fits yeah. for me. Uh, in that moment, that I hope then carries on into a, a single viewing experience for someone for the first time, or the second time, or the third time. Anyone dares watch it more than once. <laughs> so the art to great comedy is to rip off Dead Man's Shoes. I would say <laughs> that bit, yeah. <laughs> not brutalised brother, <laughs> not, not miserablest locations. <laughs> I got you right there. That's you. Yeah, I love it. It's uh, No, we had so much fun um, like, sort of playing with that stuff. That was a nice thing. You had the, the, Even though we felt we didn't have time, it's such a rushed hectic schedule because we shot the film in 17 days Jesus. we had to you know it was it's important to find those moments otherwise there's no point yeah there's absolutely no point and, and and we were good we were okay sticking the schedules um i mean my producer was great so every time i'd come up and say shit we struggled with a scene today she'd always be very very cool i found up recently that she always over she overrams a schedule because okay. <laughs> she knows I'll see her and go, fuck, I keep working. And she told me this when I was producing with her on something else. And I went, oh, oh, that's, so, so I, I feel less guilty at the end of the day if I'm like, fuck, I'm a scene behind. She's like, ah, it's all right, we'll do tomorrow. <laughs> like, that was always the plan. <laughs> but, um, she just wants to create anxiety in a director. I, I, you know what? It's, again, I'm a pain in the ass. I phone her up. I'm on the phone for, for hours just gossiping and not being productive at all and so I think it might be uh, a, a creative a very productive revenge so at least I work quick <laughs> it's worth it in the end yeah, yeah absolutely yeah now when it comes to your actors you're pitting out all these characters the, mm. the mobsters the yeah the crew the, the crews as they are the crews yes where, where crews. do you go for where do you go for to find um, good people I think I've been working in in film um in a way, it feels seriously since, like, around about Collins, it's been about 10 years. Okay. And uh, more than that, in fact, sorry, uh, it's, it's just about 12 years. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's uh, from, from when we started making Collins, okay. the time right. it took to get sold. Too old. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I, you meet actors, and I get to know actors quite well, and I, I know I get a sort of rapport with them, and, mm. and I know what they can bring to a role. So, like, I don't audition. I, I realize I don't think I've aud- I, like even the guys who are in this who are new, the guys I hadn't worked with before, like in Ben Shaffick and Nick Aaron. I, I didn't audition those guys. I just yeah. met them for a beer and had a conversation. And I was like, okay, yeah, I can. I think I can work with you guys. You guys <laughs> seem like fun. Um, so it's stuff like that, really. But then guys like Adam McNabb. Adam McNabb feels like one of those little lovely gifts that I've got <laughs> that no one's aware of. Because yeah. because uh, like Adam's, you know. Adam's an amazing actor, but I, he just isn't. He does a lot of theatre stuff, which no one watches because it's yeah. <laughs> and uh, same thing with Caitlin Reardon, and uh, who who played like Jen, the cinematographer in the film. Mm. And you know, the people don't know these guys from much because they would rather do theatre. I don't know 
what I do to talk them into, certainly in the case of Caitlin jumping on, and Rosie Holt, jumping on a plane from Canada to come over and do a film and stay up all night for <laughs> two and a half weeks. So, yeah, it's, it's um, I think you just meet those guys. I know I, when I was writing it, hmm. I thought, oh, Caitlin, this is a, there's an opportunity here for us to do something together. Would you want to do it? She went, send her over. I'd love to have a look. And, you know, she, she was keen. Adam McNabb, same thing. I worked with Misha on Dom Brunt's Attack of the Adult Babies. Oh, yeah. Um, and um, and I, I didn't do anything like that. I was, you just there. I don't want to talk about the film I was kicked off, but I was kicked off a movie. And, <laughs> and, the, and I was really grumpy. So Dom Brunt said, oh, why don't you just come up and hang out with us? I'm, I'm making a movie called Attack of the Adult Babies. I said, cool, what do you want me to do? This? I don't know, do some crew shit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that went, sounds like he's directing. I went, all right. And I went, I'll do some... Uh, I, I think they got me done as like a second AD. I went, okay, so what the fuck do they do? <laughs> And I was like, so they went, uh, okay, so I was there working the schedule. Of course, I didn't do that. There was a, was a much more competent person in the office who was doing it. And I was just going up to the makeup department and saying stuff like, okay, what time would you need people tomorrow if you if we wanted to be on camera for this time? And it was, it was interesting because I'd never really seen that side of it. Yeah. Because um, when, you when you organize it, you When you're the king, you don't care about the surf. It's, it's, it's more that when in ours, because uh, I've got to organize all this stuff myself usually, uh, but until, of course, you find amazing producers like Michelle Parkin. So... It's just something you you kind of go right. This is you, you, I'm involved with it to a degree, and you know Michelle writes it down in yeah. something that looks sensible and always professional. Out. Um, yeah, always professional. Um, so yeah, so that was. Uh, but I met Misha on that. Um, yeah, and it was just you know. Of course, we know Rich Sandling. Yeah. Uh, um, I think Rich is how we met. I think. Yes. Right? Is, is a screening of Monkey's Law, which, <laughs> which is a film I got a few of my friends together to make. I said, "Look, guys, you, you, we should all make a film because this would be fun." So we made this uh, ninja siege in a pub in Tooting movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Which is, it's great. It's a lot of fun. It's, which is uh, again, it was just like a, a, a clusterfuck of mates getting together and having fun. That's it seems where like, it's like, it seems like a proper lark. Oh, that's, it's been, that's where I met Adam McNabb. So uh, oh. he was only meant to be like an extra. Yeah. Uh, and then I thought, oh, why don't you have one? We'll give him a line. So we, we shot him to give him a line, and <laughs> greedy fucker as he is, he just spouts off this monologue. That's the funniest <laughs> monologue I've heard in my life. And, and me and Alistair Curtin were sort of directing that shot because a lot there were a few directors on it. Yeah. Uh, me and Alistair Curtin were directing that shot, and we just ran right to the other side of the pub because we couldn't. We were ruining it because he was <laughs> laughing. We were, he was making us laugh so much, and so. Um, and so yeah, Adam is someone I very quickly became like enamoured with as an actor. Yeah. And so, yeah, and I thought, well, I wrote Marshall specifically for him. In fact, I wrote Marshall and Harper, the, the, bad, the, the bad actor, uh, the, the irritating actor character, for him as well, so that you could do either of these. I don't know which one, what would you prefer? He sort of went, What's the meteor role? Yeah, I, I think it's definitely sort of uh, the, the Marshall character. Yeah. And I think, I, I love it. I love how he handled it. It's, yeah. That was a waffle, wasn't it? Sorry, Jesus Christ. Like, that's what that's you're what here for. It's an interview. If you're not here to waffle, what's the point? <laughs> yeah, I like the film. Cool. Uh, yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> can you um, can you tell us about the writing process? How long did it take? How how did you get into the writing zone? Um, the, the thing with the writing was that I mean, uh, I I was at a point where I wanted to make the film really quickly because the film I'd been kicked off was getting completed by someone else, and I was like, I have to make another film, otherwise psychologically I'm going to be destroyed. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, because uh. So there was this this effort on my part to get the film made, and so I was so eager to get it done. I said, "Look, there won't be a script. We'll just this is the structure. We'll make the movie. We'll improvise it. We've, I've done yeah. it before. We did it on Magpie." I thought, Let, "Let's let's give that a go." And uh, I think someone was looking at financing. He was like, "There's no way we're giving you money <laughs> without a script." 
So I, so I had to quickly write the script. So I wrote the script really quickly in a couple of weeks. I think it took about three weeks. And then just to get that first draft, we had some paper draft really. And then after that, I sort of like started cleaning it up and tidying it up. And in that, things like the the Tune uh, payoff moment um, hmm. that I really, really love um, the, with the runner uh, through it. <laughs> <Sorry>. Yeah. Um, <laughs> try not to ruin it in case anyone Exactly. Wants to um, Be careful. That, um, that, that was one of the things I went, oh, God, I, I shouldn't have that in there. I, I don't think I'll have time for that. And was it really serving ultimately in the story? <laughs> is that, and, which was like, this, that's how tired I was leaving out like the best moments <laughs> and the best moments of the film. Um, so you just go for what is logical and that's what you can do. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, and, but no, you know, you, so I, I wrote it quite quickly and then those bits were sort of put in. And yeah, it, 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 I, I just enjoyed that process of writing. I, I tried to do the hero's journey structure but I couldn't choose a character that I, I wanted to be that character yeah. I, 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 it's like logically it would have been Misha's character the runner would sure. have been sort of maybe the the one least familiar but I thought it was more interesting to have it play as an ensemble and have an action and a consequence and every time they solve a problem it creates more problems it's a to thought, and a fro and it always keeps you engaged because it's, yeah. it's just like each scene is where is it going to go now it's exciting yeah. that way I, that's what I was hoping for is like, yeah. so, so I really wanted to try and get with it and I I had the best time, like, kind of writing that stuff and going, oh, ah, now we'll do this. And, oh, because, uh, all right, if I go back and put that there, now this will make even more sense. And, oh, and that's so the best kind of writing when you realise mm. you can go back and sort your problem out, make it even better. Yeah, when, when I, I speak to, like, friends of mine who struggle with something they're writing, I was like, wait, you just skip ahead. It's just just put a big, bold paragraph saying something here to connect this to and then write the next bit. Absolutely. And I, I do that a lot. And then sometimes, yeah, so the first, the words and paper draft did have big sections going, oh, at this point, this happens to this character. So that would, there'd be a lot of that. Yeah. Because I find that easier to, you could, it's, it's like you always redraft. Sure. And that made redrafting easier. So, yeah. I was just going to ask, is it, do you have, a, you have a preference then with whether it's, working with the script when you're actually getting around to filming do you prefer to work with less of a script and sort of improvise around it or do you know what it's, it's, the, it's the strange thing is as soon as I get on I never look at a script I'm just like yeah. uh, get, get out of here it's like, I'm like that with anything I write to be honest yeah. I'm, it, I'm not looking back otherwise I'm deleting it all <laughs> yeah it, it's I mean that's the beauty of having like script supervisors like um, like Alex Shipman on Night Shooters and on the Western uh, Gabby Wood like they would come up to me and say you've written this and I'll just go ooh uh, yeah, we're doing this now instead. This is fine. And they're, they're like, okay. But it's nice to have a plan <laughs> everyone can go to. And yeah. Just when it comes to you. They're brilliant because they, they, they hassle me relentlessly. And because these are, uh, these are you know, really young uh, women. Like I, I've, I've worked, like I taught them essentially. Yeah. And uh, some BFI course. And, and now they're in this position where they're in charge of me. And they are, they don't let me get away with anything. <laughs> they know I'm, how I'm, you work. Like, yeah, I'm there going like, you know, please, I think it's going to be fine. It's like, you're going to tell me where it's going to be fine or I'm not going to go away. And I'm like, okay, okay. Um, um, uh, okay. What's the problem with if we do this? And they say, well, if you do this, you've already shot that. I'm like, okay, okay. That will be fine. Let's do that. So, you know, it's so, it's never a case of me, not me losing what I'm trying to do. It's just, I have to, they're the only people that I can't get away with saying, trust me. Like, everyone else is like, oh, just trust me. It'll be fine. This is the best way to do it. They go, nah, bullshit. Tell me, <laughs> and so I have to find the time. And it's kind of, it's kind of nice in a way for me to see that evolution from student 
to master the in charge of me and like you're like with like and it's it's kind of it sucks in a way because when you start teaching them the, the, you get like they're like oh they're, they're really like interested in things you have to say and they, they admire everything you you've got to say about filmmaking and then they work on one film and you're like oh, there's no respect anymore they're like oh you're just a cluster of fucking <laughs> random thoughts <laughs> so it's uh, yeah it's, but it's it's still kind of but you know yeah i don't really have an ego in that sense because if it wasn't for those guys i wouldn't the films would fail miserably because they wouldn't make any sense and I'd screw things up so yeah it's uh, fun is that an anxiety you have over you all the time screwing everything up oh yeah that's the the thing is always like I think the my big one is like I, I just look at the films and go fuck it did I get away with that okay I might have got away with that that's it and that's like the, the best I can do with them I kind of look at them and go oh yeah I'm pleased with that I'm happy with that I mean I'm, I'm happy to a degree where the films are released uh, or, I say released thing and they're finished right. um, and then you know, so there's picture lots you can't actually go back inside anymore you're like okay no hand off yeah and even then it's kind of like you know, I'll, I'll screen it for a few people I go oh well, let me tweak a few things um, because you know it's when you screen it for people whether it's in the living room or whether we get a lot of people together like the BFI screening yeah uh, those things are that's when I can't stop it. I have to look at it and see how it works and go, ooh, okay, we have a problem. And you know what? It's, it's been tuned to the point where I would like to take a few things out. Um, not scenes, just a few trims here and there. Um, but, you know, it was a very fast turnaround. I mean, we were shooting this thing. I was, it, it hadn't been written at this point last year. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, um, so then we, we, so we shot in like November, December last year. Yeah. It was finished a couple of months ago, um, so it's been finished for quite a while now. And you know, and even though I remember being shocked that it was already finished and ready to screen. It yeah, just like oh wow, I just saw it on Facebook <laughs> a couple of yeah. weeks before you were talking about all the random shit you were doing. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it is it's it's. Uh... <laughs> That's, I did two films features this year. <laughs> there was another one. There's a, a western called Fistful Head that we did. That's uh, I think Sony US have, um, uh, and that should be out that's before legitimate. Night Shooters. We shot that. We shot that in February, March. Yeah. So you know, and um, you know, this is it, you watch it and you'll go, oh, like, clearly this was fucking spaffed out. <laughs> <laughs> So the US, clearly it was just fucking spaffed out. But like you know, it's on poster. That'd be a review called "Clearly Spaffed Out" in a couple of months. Yeah, so it's um, uh, but like I don't know. It's, it's to me, it's been a great year, and and I think we can't. That's because of I think the the team we've had around us. It was a lot of the same team from like she was worked on Fistful of Lead. So you kind of had to back and forth. You knew the language together. Yeah, and we also had the added benefit of the solar system being our. Uh, AD telling us what time we had to finish because <laughs> by about four o'clock we had to stop shooting because the, the lighting didn't work <laughs> when we were shooting outside and um, that's when you were revenanting it. it we were yeah and it was because uh, there was, was a beast from the east the, the, the big snow oh storm. yes so we ended up with so much production value it was amazing um, and uh, but although, but everyone that worked on night shooters was like this is easy we're, we're up at a reasonable hour we're going home at a reasonable hour we can even have a couple of drinks at the end of the day this is fantastic so um, yeah yeah, and uh, that was that was quite, yeah, it was brilliant. I, I had such a good like time making that film. That was by far one of the, the easiest shoots because we'd learned so much on night shooters, and I was like, right, I don't want to get tripped up here. And there were only I think two for me two hard days on that oh, yeah. where um, we were juggling quite a lot, and I was like, oh, this is tricky. <laughs> this is tricky. This is hard. Okay, we'll get there, and then we did. You know, we always did. So it was um, 
Yeah. A success, as they say. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's... Uh, you you finished a film, that's in itself. Yeah, and it's, it's nothing like Night Shooters. It's, it's much, like, it's not like I went, ah, oh, fuck, let's do the shot that we did on Night Shooters because I'm tired and I can't think of one. <laughs> you know, it was everything in that was uh, laid out the same way as we did in Night Shooters. Like, no, this is the most appropriate way to shoot this. And, and so it, you wouldn't look at them as necessarily as companion pieces other than if you were to watch them together, if just, just, just in terms of pace. Because they are. Yeah, time. Just, yeah, yeah, and, and I, I was really pleased with that. Um, but again, I don't know, you know, it, it, you know, like I, I think I might have said to you after the night shooter screening is that like you know, this is great when you watch it with a, an audience and mm. everyone's making all the noises you want them to make in the right places. They're yeah. in stunned silence in the places where you don't want them to make any noise, and, and you know you can hear the gasps and the ooze and the other points. That's great. They're making all the right noises in all the right places, but it doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> and it's like that Terry Gilliam thing when he was doing a, there was a Twelve Monkeys. He mm said the same thing he came out of a test he was listening to a test screening of it he went this is going amazing and then all the cards came out they were terrible uh-huh. and he went what the fuck they were doing everything we wanted them to do how can they not like it it doesn't make any sense but i think that's just how it is you know it's uh you can have people making all those noises and you know i you know i'd love playing with tone i love shifting tone um i think i take some risks in night shooters that absolutely I, but i enjoy them i like seeing them sometimes it's like work. oh shit this is going place i didn't expect it was going to go yeah it's, but it's know, got a satisfying last 25, 30 minutes that really just propel it into something great. Oh, as well. that, that means so much because you know what? There's those. That's the section that scares me the most. That's the part that I find it the most difficult to watch. Yeah, it's the section of the film that I don't really like. When we watch it at screenings, I, I kind of can't watch out. it. Yeah, I, I, I chip off and hide. Um, <laughs> you, find a, you find a pub. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I do enjoy watching the audiences. So I think, uh, but there are parts I can watch and parts I can't. Right. And uh, I think it's just out of the sort of. Fear. Like I had, I do, I did it in Colin. There's the bit where Daisy Aiken's character, Daisy's in in Night Shooters as well, uh, very briefly. She was uh, making a film with David Tennant and Lucy Punch, and, and she, t- she had some time. She said, ah, "I'll come and do a day with you guys." Oh, do your film? <laughs> yeah, well. it's like I'll have time off from mine. I'll, I'll do one of yours. I'm like, "Oh, great!" So, uh, so she came down, and um, yeah, but in Colin, she there's the scene where she comes back as a zombie, and I remember going, "Ah, oh, fuck, people are gonna laugh." I've screwed this up. So every time I watched that scene in the cinema, I was lucky. I wasn't at any screenings where anyone laughed, so it played exactly as intended. But I was just too too, too much anxiety. I yeah. couldn't watch it. And I think there are a couple of scenes in Night Shooters I just find out a little bit like, fuck, have I fucked this up? <laughs> oh. so, uh, so I... Uh, but they played exactly as, as we went. In fact, the only yeah. thing that's gone slightly different is when I'm trying to bring the humour back. Right. There's, it's it's slower than it was when I screened it in my living room. Okay. <laughs> in my living room, people were kind of back a little bit quicker. But then, so you, that was so that's the the main thing that. So I maybe at home it, it plays easier to go from the one to the other. It, yeah, it's you know some people you, you get them to a space where they don't want to laugh for a while. That you know, is the thing, which is which is the point. You yes. know, it's, it's, it means you care about the characters. You're really on board with the story. Yeah, and when the humor comes back, it doesn't damage that. Instant. It's been built into the world anyway, so it makes yeah. sense. That's an important part of that. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, and that I quite that that's fun to me. Yeah, that's really fun to me. That's the most fun part. And you know, if you don't take those risks, what's the point? Like, exactly. <laughs> like Daisy actually does it in her film. I watched it yesterday. I hadn't, I hadn't seen it. I watched it yesterday, and uh, there's a harrowing scene in it. And I was like, Jesus, this is a fucking comedy. This is this, uh, but it doesn't. It's earned. Everything yeah. is sincere. So when that moment comes along, it doesn't ruin the film it doesn't change the film it's just a, a tonal shift yeah that's so deftly handled mm. i was you know not not jealous because that would make me a prick but i was a bit like <laughs> fuck i'll steal that I, I like this this is like I, I need to do i need my i hope my stuff works like this that would be amazing um 
Yeah, maybe I'll make it as mine. We're friends. It's, it's fine. <laughs> it's it's you're friends, right? <laughs> if you don't steal anything, you don't do anything. That's mm. it. Mm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly on Colin, I remember going to the London Film Museum and seeing the camera there. Yes. Kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, if 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 we were to do like an ocean style heist, would we get money for that? I like, doubt it. That thing was fucked. That's why he gave it to him. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there's a lot more valuable stuff in that case, like isn't the um, uh, oh, the cube from uh, from Hellraiser. Oh, what's about that? It's the, what, what's that? What's that thing called? I love. Uh, I just got the coolest name. I can't. I've I've had the box set for ages. <laughs> the lament configuration, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's the fucking coolest name for a <laughs> for a Rub- for a Rubik's cube <laughs> <laughs> that results in your tits getting ripped off by hooks. <laughs> But um, yeah, I, I, I'd probably nick that. <laughs> There's a head from Shaun of the Dead in there as well, unless they change it. But yeah, that camera didn't work. It was starting to damage tapes. So, like, oh, fine. <laughs> I don't think anyone gives a shit about <laughs> some cheap piece of shit camera that was used to, to make a <laughs> cheap piece of shit zombie movie. I'd love it too, though. That'd be great. If there's any money in it, I'd be like, some people haven't paid me this month, so I need to chase uh, I need some money. <laughs> Oh, that's a shame because blueprints were laid out and everything. Oh. <laughs> it's gonna be good. <laughs> I would love to see the clusterfuck ice that nicks my shonky camcorder. Sandra like, Bullock. It's worth something, Jesus. I don't think it is. We're gonna do that as a special episode as well. So. Yeah, we're gonna podcast live. Yeah. Yeah. You've never heard a heist happen live yeah. yet. This is we're gonna break new ground. <laughs> It'd be one of the, I imagine that like some of the stuff in that you just walk through the was it the laser. The laser oh, yes. sensors, but nothing will happen. It's like, oh, it's only there for a flat reason. We don't give a shit if anyone takes it's this stuff. cats, mainly. Because <laughs> there's cat burgers just clawing at the wall at that point. Yeah, it just yeah. That's, it distracts them long enough. I know Tom Hooper's cats. It's, I, don't know where he, I don't know where he's going with it. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, that film's going to be amazing. <laughs> I'm still waiting for Jim Broadbent to be cast. Still waiting for it. It's gonna happen. Should you introduce yourself with Jim Broadbent, Taylor Swift? Taylor Swift, yeah. <laughs> that, that's gonna be a poster. Yeah. <laughs> Would you do a musical? Um, I don't know. I, I, I I'm not very good at directing like the, the dancing stuff. I, I, I but in wide shot, close shot. Yeah, close it's shot. like I, done. I, I kind of lean towards the, the Scott Pilgrim thing, where like instead of singing, they just fight. <laughs> in a really whimsical fashion. I was like, yeah, what's that, that? West but, Side Story, you could just do West Side Story and suddenly it becomes Spielberg's really brutal. Mamma Mia 3. <laughs> I think Spielberg is doing West Side he's Story. He's doing West Side yeah, Story, yeah. 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 He's been banging on about musicals for like 50 years now and he's making one. I was like, well, I'm kind of really curious. He's been making a song and dance about it. <laughs> 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 that was That's beautifully bad. placed. I mean, <laughs> That it's like true. we rehearsed that we didn't yeah. that was that was that was, that was natural well you did it over Skype and then you came down from Manchester <laughs> change a few things as we were doing it <laughs> we haven't got much time left so let's just uh, remind everyone Night Shooters November 9th 8.15 Hyde Park Picture House Leeds boom there we go that's it's, right oh, that's, yeah. that's yeah. where I fucked up at the beginning <laughs> we have an arc now <laughs> the podcast by the end I learned a satisfying finale yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, it's proper stuff. <laughs> and how, you, you've been at a couple of festivals before. How have they been received? Yeah, I will. Um, it's uh, this screen twice at Raindance. Okay, and because yeah, at the BFI screening, that was one. This is the interesting thing with the films. That I, I thought this was that was a screening for friends, basically. So that, that, you. that you're gonna be, it's gonna be kind. It's gonna be a kind, warm reception. 
unless I bore them <laughs> so much. So you know, it's hard to judge that one. But then Rain Dance, there were fewer people I knew there um, for both screenings, yeah. less than the second screening, and it played exactly the same. And then in Mayhem, uh, in one of my favorite uh, rest festivals, in, yeah, I was in Nottingham. Um, it played exactly the same, but like louder. Like there's so much louder. I think there were a lot more people in there. I think uh, like 150 tickets or something had been sold. Oh, nice. I was like, holy shit, because I, I expected no one to show up. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, it was it was absolutely incredible. And I mean, the same thing at Rain Dance. Again, I sort of expected no one to show up, but it was really nice, full cinema. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, this is great. You know, so it's, it's, it's if, and because and, I want audiences to hear it. I want audiences to sort of, because I was speaking to JP, who I saw, I saw that he didn't see it. I said, but did you hear how it played? Like, you know, you do this one thing, you know, with the knife fight, like how that kind of gets this lovely burst of applause, uh, yeah. like a few, uh, so far all the screenings. And I was like, oh my God, that's, that's so exciting. Like, do you know about this? He's like, yeah, I hear it. And I thought, oh, that's kind of great. It's like, that's the sort of stuff you, you want really. I was telling Misha as well, because she hasn't seen it yet. Okay. Um, like her tear moment is the, the, the biggest reaction i think in the film. <laughs> this is terrible i've always sold it now people watching and go oh is that all they did but uh, but it, it, gets it a, works <laughs> it, it, like the way she like i, I was telling her she's like oh that's so exciting so i don't even think she's seen that bit yet um because i keep sending the actors clips but i don't think i sent her that one um, you're making her really wait for that i think it, it, i kind of can't wait to because in Leeds she's doing the q a okay, so i can't wait to watch her watch that and yeah. just see how excited she gets <laughs> so um, that's why you should go buy a ticket so you can watch actors watch it yeah, it's, it's great. That's, that's, that's a good, that's it's a good like point. Gogglebox in the cinema. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, like I'm, I'm chewing my fist the whole time going, oh God, be okay, be okay. Does it get easier at more times at screens or do you still have that same it's, anxiety about it? I, right, it? I think I've got anxiety with the bits I haven't watched. I, right. I, I struggle to watch uh, with an audience just because, um, but not necessarily the bits you, you, you think. It's just bits I'm, I'm not too keen on. Because mm -hmm. that happens, you know. There's, yeah, there's, yeah. there's things. Nothing's you, perfect. That's what cinema yeah. is. Uh, and so there's bits I just uh, I'm gonna go out here for a bit. <laughs> but uh, I think seeing seeing those reactions, uh, yeah, they're they're, they're consistent. Mm. And I, I have a horrible feeling I didn't answer the question. No, no, no. <laughs> I was just wondering if you if you have that same anxiety of that, that same fear yeah. of like an audience, a new audience watching it, or is it like you go in and you're like, well. I've seen a bunch of different audiences watch this and it's been fine, so it's all right. Yeah, it feels like I'm data collecting at the moment. Just yeah. so the anxiety's still there, and they're going, okay, that bit still gets a laugh. That's pretty good. I'm, I'm enjoying watching the beginning of the film a lot <laughs> and how it switches into, or transitions into night shooters, and, and I, I enjoy that. Mm. And that first long uh, uh, shot that we've that got. Gorgeous piece, yeah. Uh, yeah, I really enjoy watching that and seeing all the characters come out and how people react to Nikki's character yeah. and, and Adam's character. I think that's great. That's really exciting to me. Um, yeah, and then uh, you know the bad guys, <laughs> the bad guys, yeah. um, and yeah, so I just I, I like I like a lot of that stuff. It's it's it, the anxiety is always there. I don't think it'll ever go away, but I think that's the the It's offset by the satisfaction yeah. of hearing the reactions that you want to hear, and um, and because you know after Monkey's Law, that yeah. was the thing I came away from going, oh my god, this is so much fun. People can like people, films. Listening to people enjoy it. Yeah, if you can get them to a place <laughs> they can really get excited by something. And Monkey Claw was just having us just having fun. Yeah. Um, but I think with Night Shooters, it was like a, it was a quest to get that reaction at the same time as 
doing all the personal stuff that I like to do, which is why you have those moments that are a little bit sort of... There's more intimacy and yeah. more actual human drama inside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, I like having the, the tones fluctuate in a way that... Mm. It, so it's it's amazing to, to hear that. And when you hear a pin drop, yes, you're like, Jesus Christ, this might work. <laughs> and then you get to the next thing, ooh, what am I doing now? And then you hear them howling with laughter. You go, Jesus Christ, this is fucking incredible. They're still on this, board. This, yeah, and then it's always a relief like every single time there's there's a, there's no point where i go ha, yeah i did it not not at all it's the opposite it's fuck i got away with it <laughs> that's just i think that's how i see all oh, of my you're an imposter so if they if they can't get to leeds which you definitely should because it's gonna be a great q a uh when's the film available for most people um it, it's been shifting the the release dates but i think it's the one that's good. locked in at the moment is uh, 26th of december boxing it's day boxing day Ooh, one, yeah let's so that sticks any any uh so if you have a bad vouchers <laughs> you, you get to have a really good time afterwards i mean i went to see um one boxing day i went to see the girl the dragon tattoo oh with yeah. mum dad and my sister <laughs> so I, I that was yeah. a kick up the ass yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i was going and then everyone just invited themselves i was like i'm still going i'm excited about seeing this i don't care who i see it with i'm seeing this movie <laughs> yeah it wasn't so fun so, so you're saying <laughs> saying it's good family films yeah uh, boxing days classics you should yeah. definitely watch this with your family Get, bring the kids yes. yeah but actually we should have shoved the christmas tree in there and it would have been like a christmas movie or something like oh yeah it's a new die hard that would be another die hard <laughs> reference yeah like the <laughs> The Shane Black type references. I mean, the kids have got to learn the word cunt someday. They so. absolutely do. It's oh, like, why yeah. not on Boxing Day? <laughs> yes. The family will say it all Christmas Day anyway. They know what they're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun. But like, Fistful of Legends out on December 6th, so it's like, no. it's like both Christmas movies. There's snow in that one. So it <laughs> so qualifies as a Christmas movie. It's just like the thing. Do you just throw in a couple of Christmas trees into a trailer and just you know, get away with it? <laughs> Have one mistletoe sticking down, that's fine. <laughs> For the gangsters. Yeah. Like, oh, Shall I kiss you, mate? Ah, yeah, it's, it's the rose, isn't it? The rose. I fucking bet you have to, mate. Whatever accent that fucking was, I was just trying yeah, to no, that, that was Welsh Cockney, it's fine. <laughs> what me? <laughs> You're like governor. <laughs> So where can we find you if you want to be found online, if you do? Oh, I do, yes. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, it's at Mark underscore V underscore Price. That's right, underscores, yeah. which is part of our brand. It was, yeah, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was my... When I got Twitter, I was just like, oh, just, okay, underscores, they won't be... They won't ever become annoying. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Johnny, where can we find you on Twitter? Movie underscore mad. Yes, this is the underscore Because Movie Mad was taken. I still, I'm still determined to get that. But right. underscore is just, in. Look at you yeah, two. I'm just Ethan Rudd. There's nothing there. I should go underscore at some you, point. You found something great though, I know. that you didn't need any underscores. Yeah. Like that's yeah, I, great. <laughs> if no one chooses it, is it great or is it just <laughs> awful? Well, you know, it's 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 how I nearly called you Ethan when we, oh, when yeah, we met no. Andrew. Everyone <laughs> does. It's and fine. In my phone, he is Ethan, and I I. <laughs> Still, just always think of him as Ethan. Well, yeah, I have an Ethan look to me. Me and Tom Cruise. This wasn't Ethan Cunt. Yeah, <laughs> no. I, I was ten when I oh, found him. <laughs> I hadn't seen Night Shooters yet. Kids these days, they'll be calling themselves Ethan Cunt all over the place. <laughs> so, what if that one's free? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very specific porn fetish. <laughs> and with that, I think we have to say goodbye. Thank you very much for coming. Thank, Thank you so much for having me, guys. Are You Movie Mad is part of the Podnose Network, the UK's leading independent entertainment podcasting network. Produced and edited by Andrew Jones, executive producer George Grimwood. To find out more about Podnose's network, go to www.podnose.com.